We've got some fresh hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top hackers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more how to turn that content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. There's a surprise in there for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. today... Awesome guest, incredible topic. How to get high-paying clients using organic marketing. Oh, this is beautiful. I must admit, I did take that headline from her website, her funnel, because it was so good. It was wait, wait, so juicy, it. so, so good. tasty um. that I had to <laughs> grab that headline and use it for the podcast. Hmm. I, I we want all the secrets. That's what we really want. And I think I, know. The, I, I think you listening want all the secrets. So I'm gonna tell you what you want. Do you want this? Do you want to listen to this? But before that, Fonzi, Fonzi, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. Thank oh. you for asking, ah, you're welcome. sir. You're welcome. And today's sponsor is your only ones, the Beast Bros. Just one Content Bros. momentum. And you might be asking mm. yourself, what is content momentum? Mm. Well, if you have a podcast, a long-form piece of content that you want to turn into value-packed, bite-sized assets, and then send them into your social media so they can get more clients for you, right? So you can mm. amplify your contribution. Ooh. Then we want to help you out. We want to turn all that long-form content into that value-packed, bite-sized assets for you. So slide in the DMs if you're and Bidros Co yeah. on Facebook wow. on Instagram if you're listening Bidros please go, go see the video Fonzi <laughs> has a new energy drink and he has to like keep it away because wow this is what energy stuff. okay is uh, please go ahead and subscribe every Tuesday Thursdays and Saturdays those episodes are dropping on your phone smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Bidros Co that is right and if you find this episode impactful if you know of anybody that will benefit from getting high-paying clients using organic marketing, then please share this episode with them, right? You'd never know whose life you can change, whose life right. today's guest can change with her message. It's an awesome so, Christmas present, just saying. It's an awesome, it's Christmas, an awesome present. Christmas present. So please, please share it and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Welcome. We are so excited for today's guest. She is a trailblazer and a total boss. We met her through content conversations. That's right. Engage with people in social media and look for opportunities to connect. Content conversations for the win. Let's go. But check this out. Like we mentioned, she is pretty epic. Today's guest was actually selected to be one of the coaches alongside Dean Graciosi, just saying Dean Graciosi, no big deal, in the Knowledge Broker Blueprint course. That for you guys right there, that's the Tony Robbins course, right? So pretty epic. She even got an award from Dean and Tony themselves. Mm. Ooh, epic. Ooh. Not only that, she has also built a seven-figure SaaS business and has been featured in Vogue magazine for her e-commerce business. Pretty epic if you ask me. Oh, and uh, did we mention she launched a top chart podcast called The Entrepreneur Accelerator Podcast? We didn't mention it, but I am glad you just did. Ah, you're Good welcome, you're welcome, job. You're welcome, you're welcome. Please welcome seven-figure business owner, founder of the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab, and hashtag Lady Boss Rim Harbad. Welcome, Rim. Rim, welcome to oh the show. God, you are awesome. I was just 
sitting here laughing and I was like, you guys are so good. I hope that I can be as cool as you. And it's really hard to cope with. Like it, it puts a lot of pressure on me because I'm, I hope that I'm fun like you. Seriously, uh, thank you, you so much. You are incredible, Reems. Thank you so much the, for the, being here. The only reason we were able to pull that off is because all the stuff, the amazing stuff that you've done. You exactly. know, if we have somebody who's like, hey, you know, uh, for example, Luis and Luis play soccer. That's it. Like that, that's all we've done. Just <laughs> that, saying. That'll be, that'll that, be that, the that, intro that, right there. Yeah. yeah. That'll be our, our intro. But uh, we're, we're extremely honored that you, like, tell us a little bit. Where are you joining us from? Like, this is so exciting. So I'm in Saudi Arabia. It's not where I'm originally from. I'm from Jordan, but I live in Saudi Arabia with my husband, with my little daughter and our cat, Chicken Nugget. Yes. And uh, we moved here just because four years ago when we started our business, our entrepreneurial journey, it's been crazy, but um, the place here is even so I think it's breaking a little bit. I don't know oh, if I'm still. So, so we live. can we yeah. can still hear you. We perfectly. hear you and we see you perfect. Yeah, and we see you perfect too. So um, if something happens on our end, we'll definitely let you know. And this is a beautiful thing about okay. going live. So just sure. let's let's embrace it. <laughs> embrace virtual okay. hug. Uh, <laughs> now, Rim, like it, I mean, I've I've connected with you a little bit, and, and I think. And I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to throw myself under the bus because we were supposed to be on a call. And then I stopped following up. Basically, I'm like, hey, you know, I, I would love to connect with, with people. I'm like, man. Right. And then I'm like, we connected and then you started publishing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so cool. And and we saw what you were doing on, on your show. And we're like, this is somebody that we absolutely have to bring because her message is so important. And especially you are executing on publishing, which is one of the things that we talk every single day. But I would like to, like, go back a little bit. And I would love for you to share a little bit of your story of, like, like, who are you? Like, where, like, obviously you, you're coming from Jordan to Saudi Arabia. You kind of mentioned that a little bit, but why this entrepreneurial, like knowledge broker? I mean, the seven figure SaaS company, that's incredible. Like, where does that fire start? Awesome. Well, it, I never knew that this <laughs> would be me today. Uh, looking at myself where I grew up, uh, coming from a very small country, like it's one of the tiniest countries on mm. the map. Uh, I come from Jordan. My I come from a very humble family. My uh, mom and dad, they were both educators, teachers. And uh, like I can say that we were not rich. We were yeah. just, you know, uh, as I said, it, we're, I came from a very humble family. And um, coming from this environment or this society, uh, girls or women in general, we were not distant or conditioned to believe that we can dream or even mm. think big or uh, the maximum achievement that we can think of is just to become an yeah. office clerk. Um, wow. But the good thing about my family is that because of, they were educators, they brought us to think uh, more, you know, of uh, education and uh, because it was for them, it was mm -hmm. the only weapon or tool to leave a legacy this is the only mm. thing that they're proud of that they uh raise us to become good uh people good humans yeah. and um but i always had deep inside i always had this feeling that there is something more to life than what i have yeah. it's not that i was not grateful but i was very curious and this curiosity started when i met my cousins who came uh, for a vacation from the States. 
And I felt that everything about them was different, like as if they were coming from a different planet. And that's wow. even uh, an, a title of an episode that I have in my podcast, which is Traveling to Planet America. <laughs> Yeah. Everything was different. The language, the clothes, the, the the accessories that they had, the stationery, the pens, the writings. For me, it was like very mind-blowing. It's yeah, like wow. totally different than me. And uh, through them, I met a pen friend who started writing me from the States, from Texas. And from there, it developed the passion yeah. inside me, knowing that there is something outside this zone or this bubble that I was raised in um, and wow. it grew something deep inside me about exploring and learning new things and fast forward I climbed the ladder of the corporate uh, job just like you know any American uh, dreamer yeah. um, getting going to college getting a good degree and then working hard to get high salary and then to you know um working even harder to prove yourself to your boss so that you can earn a bonus or a raise. And yeah. I did everything as uh, requested for me. I was wow. a very good employee. I was a very good daughter. Like I was doing everything by the book, but there is something deep inside me yeah. knowing that there is something more, but I don't know what it is. And I remember... I, be, when I got into the corporate world and I climbed the ladder super fast at a young yeah. age, I became a CFO. And then I was promoted also to be a member of the board of directors for a big telecom group. So I had to travel to many countries for my job. Yeah. And the last one was in Iraq, where I don't know if you know where is Iraq. It's yeah. where ISIS, the yeah. jihadist and the, the whole crazy things in the world happen. Yeah. And I was there when it all started. Wow. wow. Um, I met the love of my life there, which was like, I remember the song of Rihanna. Um, uh, after we, what? Found, we found love in a, yeah. great, in a hopeless place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, because it was that <laughs> on that year, I remember. <laughs> so I got married in a very unexpected place. And on... The day I gave birth to my baby, I received a text from my boss and he asked me to quit because I was too expensive for them. And that was a crazy moment. And that moment created the shift in my life because I was super angry. I was super scared. I was worried how would I maintain the same standards uh, of life because, you know, I thought that yeah. I owned the world. I was a top-notch yeah. employee. I was traveling the world. I was, I had big fat salary. So how could I maintain that kind of living? Because even wow. my husband, two months before what happened to me, he came to me and he said, I want to leave my executive job as well because he wanted to start an idea. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. As a good wife, I'm going to support you. And you can count on me. My salary is really good and I can back you up. Yeah. And after two months, I was kicked out of my job. So suddenly, wow. both of us with a newborn baby, we were unemployed. <laughs> so that was a moment where we had to take a decision on what to do. So whether to go back to employment Oh. Or because everybody else around us, like my whole family, his family, our friends, they were telling us, you're crazy. You have to find a job immediately. You have a newborn baby and 
like this is the natural way of doing things but for me it was not I felt that the crazy thing is to go back to employment, to build someone else's dream, try to prove myself to others who did not appreciate me as a woman, as a mom. And I felt like I really couldn't do this. And that was the epiphany when I found that I will not go back to employment. I will figure out how can I build my own business or dream and not someone else and this mm. is when we started our first idea which is a SaaS business mm. and we sold the first prototype just the idea and the vision we sold the first prototype for three hundred and seventeen thousand dollars wow and from there everything was like history this is how it started oh, um so wow. yeah i can talk on and on and on non-stop but well, uh, uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to plug in your podcast. Can you like share a little bit like where can people find these stories because it, it's it's fascinating to me like Absolutely. Uh, um, for those listening, my jaw like literally was dropped all the way to the table uh <laughs> because this is a very uncommon story. We haven't seen that kind of story in the in the podcast before. And I think maybe it's also because you know we you know we haven't brought any too many international people, right? Like we we bring a lot of people yeah. from the states because it's is the network yeah. that we're in is the is the people that we that yeah. we get to know. Obviously, that's closer to us. We are originally from Venezuela, right? So we are mm-hmm. a little familiar with with also the rest of the world. You know, we've we've been to Europe. We lived in Europe for for a couple of years. Uh, we have friends and family in Asia, in 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 Africa, even right. And and yeah. we hear these stories, but to to listen to you explain. What is it like to come from a country like Jordan and inside of that bubble that you mentioned and then kind of crushing all those beliefs, right? And that, that cannot be an yeah. easy easy process. Uh, we mentioned some of our story in the past too where with Venezuela, we, ha- we were very lucky that our parents were super open and they were they were like, hey, you want to be a shoe shiner? Be the best shoe shiner ever, right? Like we For us, it was soccer. We wanted to be soccer players, but we understand yeah. that there were also a lot of families and friends that we currently have too that they live somewhat of a bubble culturally or even re- with their religion. And then that doesn't allow them to mm-hmm. explore new possibilities that could mean uh, the world or you can actually start changing other lives as well. Yeah. So what you're sharing with us is incredibly inspiring and uh, i just want to say thank you for that and that you're incredibly brave to take that stand and be like absolutely i'm actually gonna go and and just grab you know the future and this is what i want this is what i'm gonna create and uh i cannot imagine how scary it would have been to you know be unemployed both of you guys with a baby i have a in in iraq too while ISIS was yes. developing and everything. Exactly. How, how insane that is, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I currently have a, a, a two-year-old, right? And my wife, bless her heart, like she also helps a ton, right? She She's a pharmacist and, and I, I cannot mm-hmm. be more thankful because she allows me to, prov- to to do this dream, right? That it's been growing and it's amazing. But to be in that position where both of you are in that, wow, like mentally, like, and mm-hmm. I will dive into in, into everything else mentally what was that process for you like was there a certain framework that you follow what do you guys do to kind of transition uh i've been asked this question a lot to be honest because um yes you know um, there is no framework there was only one thing that i believe and i still do until today yeah which is uh is taking a decision Mm. it's a decision 
And a lot of times we fear taking decisions because we fear the unknown. So it's always easier for us to just run to either not to confront the situation by running away from it or hiding from it or taking the, let's say, staying in the comfort zone and not just do anything about it and staying miserable and repeat the whole thing over and over again, right? Yeah. So what happened with us at that time, it was very scary because again, uh, we always think that our capabilities in life is just what is written inside our resume. So whatever you write inside your resume, you think that this is only what you're good at and it's true. So, and you don't try even to get out of that resume. You don't Mm. even try and you don't know that you can do much more than that. So I was a CFO and I thought that I'm just a CFO or let's say I'm in finance. There's nothing else that I could do. But let me tell you something. When you decide that this is not what you want to do and you have to figure out a way or just I will do, I will not go back to employment and I will figure out how to build my own business. You will figure it out. Yeah. Okay. The whole universe will will be together helping you to find the way. And this is exactly what happened. I sat with my husband and we had this clear communication together. And we said that we know that this is going to be tough. Yeah. We're yeah. not experts. We don't have family and friends supporting us because they were calling us insane all the time because mm. we're having a new baby and we're just not doing the, uh, let's say, the natural thing that everybody else is doing yeah. for them. It's insane. Yeah. So we sat together and we decided that no matter what, we're going to make it work. So it's like taking a decision of, of a marriage. Yeah, we're yeah. going to be together for for better or worse we're going to be together. So we know that there are going to be tough times, whether it's lack of cash or money, we're going to lose our, maybe our savings, whatever left for us. Um, There are going to be times where we feel like overwhelmed or scared, or maybe, you know, all those mixed feelings, Mm. but we have to be together, support each other and lift each other up. So we were like just sitting and talking to each other like this. Mm. We have to figure it out and we have to make work no matter what so it was that decision that helped us go through uh, because there were some times when I almost broke down or my husband like he was super scared when we had less than five thousand dollars in the bank Mm. and he woke me up and he said listen we we just moved to Saudi Arabia and we were you know we had the prototype we had no connection in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. We just moved here because we know that the economy is better. We know that we can push our product um, in here. And definitely we were running away from Iraq. Yeah. So he told me, Reem, I have to tell you that we have less than $5,000 in the bank. We have to pay for the rent. We have to pay for the lawyers, for our residency. We have to pay for food and Ooh. for the development of our idea. So I just want to tell you that... Next month, it's going to be like he was telling me and he was shaking. It was in the middle of the night. And I remember I was like, my heart was like pounding. And I was super scared when he said that. My heart is pounding right now. Like I am so nervous. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, but we knew that this is going to happen. We knew it. 
And regardless, we have to figure it out. Yeah. And it's okay. We have to be patient. Our idea is great. And we have just to push now harder. We have to work harder for this. And uh, we cried together. We hugged each other. And we tried to make it like I told him. I remember. I told him, if it was that easy, yeah. then then everybody else would have done it, right? Yeah. And because of this day that happened that like this is going to be the chapter in our best-selling book that we're going to sell inspire people on how like because if if there was no challenges like this if we have uh if we did not have less than five thousand dollars in the bank our story is going to be really boring and no one's gonna um get it right yeah. it's not gonna inspire people And the very next day, we received the call from that prospect client. And he said, uh, I believe in you. And he just said, when can we start? We signed an agreement for $317,000. We're still working with them until today. Wow. We generated over $2 million from that same client Oosh. and more. So, so I'm telling you, it's not a, a, a framework. It's not a process. It's just the decision uh, that you have to make it work no matter what. You have just to keep on going because I always say this, do not quit yet because you might be three feet away from gold. So just wait there, hang in there, keep on doing what you believe in and things will be amazing. Wow, wow. What, a, what an incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing and that. And yeah, so many lessons in there, right? Like one yeah. of the ones that really stuck out to me is the fact that you were hey, we're going to lean into this. We are embra embracing these challenges, right? And and you guys, even though, of course, there were difficult moments, like this story that you said that your husband was even shaking and telling you about, you know, what could happen, seems like yeah. you guys were positive and you knew, like, hey, you know what? Like, we believe in what we can do, yet you face reality as it is, right? And we've had this conversation before uh, in one of our episodes, Joseph Hansen, for those that want to go listen, where he talks about the Stockdale's paradox, right? And it's mm -hmm. about that. It's about, hey, we are positive in the future, that we are going to a good place. We're going to do something good, yet we need to face the facts of reality yeah. so we know exactly how we need to act, right? Because a lot of people, and I, I relate to that because I'm a very positive person. My brother is as well. And I used to be like, oh, yeah, everything is going to be okay, right? And sometimes avoid reality because it's difficult, right? It's difficult to face yeah. reality and accept that you might not be in the right position. And if you don't accept that, it's very difficult to be proactive and actually take action that's going to move you forward towards that positive yeah. outlook that you have. And I feel like you guys did just that. You're like, you know what? Like, we're going to be okay. But this is where we are right now. We need to act accordingly. So that is yeah. huge. Thank you so much. And I love the fact that you said it's not a process. It's a decision, right? Because a lot of times people are asking, oh, but how am I going to do it if I go this way? How am I going to do it if I lean into pain like this? Guess what? It's different for everybody else, right? Some people have to, you know, go to the place where they only have $5,000 left in their bank account. Some people find away maybe a little bit faster and some people go all the way to broke and then they bounce back right so there's not a specific process but you need to lean into that decision yeah. and take action be proactive yeah i absolutely um what just for reference like what was the time frame right like that in in which all this happened 
So it started like I was kicked out of my job uh, end of 2014. Wow. And um, mid of 2015, uh, we started building this. Yeah. Like I remember I was holding my baby in on this hand, breastfeeding yeah. her. On the right hand, I was learning. I was taking video tutorials, watching video tutorials on how to create a video explainer about our idea. Uh, our idea started as a a small app. We didn't know that it's going to expand into a huge SaaS software. Yeah. So I was learning how to do things. And the first prototype that we sold was um, in two, mid 2000, early 2017. So it's wow. a time span of a year, maybe 18 months when we moved, when we started the idea and moved from Iraq to, uh, to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But we were working... We were just Absolutely. trying to figure out things and we were learning things and it wasn't easy. Like I'm telling you, I used to be a, a member of the board of directors. I used to take decisions for hundreds of millions of dollars, but for other people. And yeah. it, when it comes to your own business and mm. your own money, you become suddenly like an ignorant, <laughs> you know, you're yes. super scared. You feel like you don't know what to do. I am yeah. so good at doing wow. business plans and strategic plans. But when it comes to you and to your family, it's totally different yeah. because fear is it fear prevails, right? Yeah. It's like it's it covers everything. And uh, that's when we realize that we should not be emotional. And we yeah. have to understand that this is the process. There should be fear. It's normal. There should be some times when we are just tired, overwhelmed, scared. It's okay. It's part of the process. Yeah. But one of us has to be strong to help the other. Yeah. So it can't be the two of us. No way. Yeah. And it, even this applies even for when we're raising our child. If I scream at her, he should not. Like, you know what? I, there should be balance. The balance, yeah. yeah. So and the, the reason I ask about the time frame is, you know, because sometimes, especially in this digital space, right? Everybody wants to dive in into the digital that the perception that we've had is like it's immediate right like it's like ah oh, we do this like or, or even with publishing right like we we start publishing it's like we should expect immediate oh, no. results so so we've been asking this question in the last few episodes to to give a sense of like okay I, i'm being consistent on the way that i think i'm being consistent on the way that i make decisions i'm being consistent on the on the way that i continue to improve myself to continue to make these decisions over time. Yep. And, uh, you know, for us, Bizros as a company has been around for five years, right? Like, and it's been like, we've made so many mistakes. We've done so many other things. Like we started as, as a sticker company and then as a screen yeah. printing company. And, uh, you know, the stories are, you can listen in the, in the other episodes, but, you know, that led us to the point that we're now publishing on, on Contents Profit and, and offering a, a different service to when, when we started, right? Like there's a learning process here. Yeah. And, and especially for for you listening or watching right now um these stories like yours Reem, is so inspiring and and i hope it gives you a framework i hope it gives you uh, enough gas to be like okay you know i ex i have to expect fear i have to expect these bumps on the road and i'm gonna be prepared for to tackle them right no matter what and you know for you for example like i admire the fact that you and your partner have that amazing communication and that's something that i personally in my life yeah. i i have to get better i, I re recently recognize it right my, my wife is zero entrepreneur, like complete opposite, mm. right? It's like security, job, like this is it. I, my, my job is my mediums to, to an end, which is her Disney vacations, right? So yeah. 
you know, we're completely different people, but we are on the same page. And I think that's that communication has to keep going. So I admire you for for sharing that story and and how powerful that um that is. And this morning I was listening to Russell's episode on on the framework of Christmas, right? And he talks mm-hmm. about believing, right? And it's like, okay, yeah, he was talking about the expo- the, the Polar Express movie and you know, uh, if if you can only see it if you believe it, but then somebody else is like, well, I will only believe it if I see it. So kind of backwards and and it's the power of creating your own reality, right? Like you believed True. in this thing, you believed in your husband, you believed in your product, you believed that this was going to happen. And the moment that you got sat and had that conversation, you're like rock bottom, like we're hugging, we're crying. The next day seemed to happen and I was having a conversation yesterday and it was very similar thing where they hit rock bottom and then very next day when they recognize it, the doors open with a prospect. The doors open sure. to an opportunity. And it's happened multiple times in, in, in these nine months for us. Mm-hmm. And it's happened multiple times for the people that we work with. And we're like, wow, that is the thing. So it's, it started to happen. And, and thank you for bringing that story because it, it's so powerful. We have to believe that that is there, right? And even though there might be like up and down, there might not be like, there will be ups and downs. There like, will be. Yeah, because you right. know you know let me tell you you asked me and i told you it's 18 months or a, a year and a half when we got that deal but that does not mean that we became the millionaires that we wanted to be yeah. or that we we took that money to build our business we did not even take a vacation to enjoy or to celebrate okay we celebrate a little bit but we <laughs> did not even do real thing we just took the money and we reinvested it. We did a lot of mistakes that we are learning until today. We're learning from on how to invest properly and how to manage your money. Uh, because let me tell you something. There are a lot of people in the online space or who are doing businesses. And they will tell you, oh, we generated seven figures or more. But that does not mean that they're millionaires. Because... How do you spend it? How did you reinvest it in your business? How how much profit did you uh, get out of it? So we're still learning from that. And uh, every day there is a different kind of challenge. So whether it's just having less than $5,000 in the bank, this is one kind of a challenge. But every day there is a different kind of challenge, whether it's the pandemic or the economy is down or there is something new. Okay, and that's why, yes, you have to be prepared. You have to know that you should be there should be times where you where you will be scared or you will be alone or you will be sick or tired or overwhelmed. It's okay. Just the lesson in here is to rise up in the very next day. Remember uh, that you have this goal and you have to make it work. What happens with other people is that they immediately quit when they face the first pump in the road, they quit and they say, oh, you know what? It's not working. I yeah. see it. I see it every day with my sister who's trying to start her <laughs> job. You can tell from the mindset it's different. And that's why they say 80% of success is mindset because without the mindset really that you that you have to work on every single day to train your mindset to be okay with fear, with, yeah. uh, with failures, if you do not train your mindset, you cannot have the yeah. entrepreneurial stamina to succeed on mm. the long run. You might you might get $300,000 on one deal, but you will not succeed 
for a long run. Yes. Absolutely. I, I love the concept, the entrepreneurial stamina. I'm actually writing it down here. And I'm curious, like, is that a problem that you realize, that mindset problem, that entrepreneurial stamina a problem that other people have? Is that what led you to create the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab? Um, yes. Or what was it for you? Oh, so that, that was part of it. And what is it? What is exactly the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab for those that are listening? Okay. So another story that happened. So when me and my husband built that business, the SaaS business, and we started growing it and adding more team to it, and we started to feel a little bit comfortable, let's say, by adding systems and stuff. Me personally, as Reem, I felt that, oh, I... I believe that I have this FOMO thing, especially after the clubhouse that I was telling you about. So I think <laughs> it's real. So I felt that, you know what? Now that I have eliminated the fear from starting a business and actually, you know, it's an easy game in terms of um, if it works, I know how to make things work. And if it does not, I can start or I can pivot or shift and I will make it work out. So I wanted yeah. to do something for me as Dream, as a personal brand. But hmm. I started that with my uh, e-com uh, business. I started an online store and I received this um, email from Vogue magazine and they were telling me about like the uh, the store and the concept of it and they wanted to feature me in there and I was like super amazed by it like how did this happen but yeah. again with the money coming in with the stability happening I was really happy and things were like um, I, I needed more adrenaline but what happened by end of uh November 2018, I knew that my best friend, um, he had a car accident and he passed away. He he lived in Iraq. On In January, after a month, uh, I knew that my mom passed away. I was here in Saudi Arabia and she was in Jordan. And also in May 2019, I had a miscarriage. So you can say that in the time span of a few months, I lost three dear people to me yeah. and that moment um I felt that you know seriously like you can lose your life in a blink of an eye yeah life is uh, um, tough it's cruel it's meaningless there is no it's not about money you know I did not have I had money and then I did not have money and then I had money it's not about money there should be something else. And I felt that I couldn't wake up. I did not want to see anybody. My little daughter, she used to come to me and she said, mom, are you sick? Like you, I was not interacting with anybody. The good thing is that my husband was super supportive. He was taking care of the house and the daughter and the business and everything. And I was just sleeping all the time until I got an ad from Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi talking about this thing that will allow you to leave a legacy and yeah. uh, and create an impact and you know since English is not my first language those two words created something so deep inside me I had to sneak in the middle of the night at 3 a.m and watch that training that they have done and I immediately said that I have to be part of this because now after losing three of the dearest people to me, I don't want to be just a number in this world. 
I don't want to be someone who could just come and go. It's not about the money. There should be something else for me. I'm uh, God created me for something bigger. And I felt that that should be uh, the thing that I need to be part of. And I immediately signed for the for the KBB. Okay, it's a great program. What I always uh, tell everybody about it, it's it's an amazing program. But the beauty yeah. of it is leveraging the network. And most importantly, it gives you the belief that you can do bigger things. This is the beauty of Tony Robbins, you know. I He immediately ignited this fire inside me that made me believe that I can do things from... Um, this tiny place on earth from Saudi Arabia, yeah. I can just help share my voice and impact other people. Yeah. And it was like the idea immediately started, like what people are suffering, most of entrepreneurs, is that they want to start and launch a business. They want to create a business, but they don't know how. It takes them years to figure it out. They will fail and fail and maybe quit from, as we said, from the first hiccup that they face. So this yeah. where uh, the Entrepreneur Accelerator started that concept where first I wanted to share my voice and see, would there be any person on earth listening to me? You know, having this imposter syndrome, not having English as my first language, like who would listen to me? A girl from Saudi Arabia, uh, in Saudi Arabia, not speaking English very well. And like, who would listen to me? Well, and just so you know, you speak English better than both of do. us. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna thank get fancy. That was a, a very big limiting belief that was stopping me from taking the first step. And when I did, I was really uh, amazed. First of all, Elena Cardone was my first guest, so that was yeah. one of the biggest another limiting belief that. I shattered, which is, um, you know, most of people, they do not approach big influencers because they assume that no will be an answer. But yeah. all you have to do is just simply ask. And this is what I've done. I just asked. And she said, yes, she was the first guest. That was number one uh, uh, lesson that I've learned. Incredible. Number two, I had zero followers. No one knew who Reem was in in your side of the world i'm here and i managed to rank my podcast in the top charts and i have a lot of listeners actually 95 percent of my listeners are from the us and the rest from canada and uk and maybe less than one percent in in the middle east so yeah from you know being here in saudi arabia i managed to do this or sharing my voice to almost everywhere in the world and that was huge, knowing that I can help and impact and inspire people from just this tiny screen by just talking. And that was yeah. like just amazing, you know? Wow. What that is an incredible motivational story. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's amazing. I, I love how you said the, like, the courses, it was good. But what you take away, the, the most important thing is, the network that you created there and the belief that it, that it gave you. Right. And I think that is so important when looking to create impact, right? Like yeah. is you need to 
make other people see and that they can believe in themselves, right? Because that is is not belief on like, oh, I'm believing that X, Y, and C is going to work. No, I believe in me and that I can make that work, right? At the end of the day, you are the, the one responsible for, for your own success. And Absolutely. like you said, like we... In January, we went to Funnel Hacking Live and we were lucky enough to see Tony Robbins in person. When we left, we were like, wow, I can do anything in the We yeah. can do anything in the world, literally. And it, it, it's an amazing feeling. So for those listening, ask yourself, am I actually conveying this feeling to the people that is following me, right? Am I actually putting this into my content? Am I building belief into my content so that people that are listening to you and following you, you can empower them to take on the next challenge, right? Yeah. To kind of like build up that entrepreneur stamina, like you mentioned, right? I, I think Absolutely. that personally comes from belief and it's a, such an incredible story. Thank you so much. And I, it, it's definitely a very vulnerable story as well. So yeah. thank you for sharing. I, I want to highlight something like kind of behind the scenes too. Like with, with every question that we've asked, you've answered with a story. And, yeah. uh, and that's, that's incredible, right? And I don't know if it comes from, from the continual learning that you've done. But <laughs> as, a, you know, as, a, as a fellow content creator, I, I really appreciate it, right? Like I, and for those listeners that are, that are starting to publish, um, I encourage you guys. Start digging into your stories. You know, Rim, you've shared so so many amazing mm -hmm. things today, and and vulnerable things, like hard things to share. So so I appreciate you uh, having the bravery to say that stuff. We've we've had some stories on our end too, that that you know we kept for a long time, uh, you know, bottled up, and and we've had these conversations where they ask us, and and we've kind of mentioned, and they're like, man, you guys have to share more of these stories. And we're working through that as well, right? And uh, and we made peace with that. And and in our heads, there might be some beliefs that it's like, well, if I share that, you know, it's something else is going to happen. But it's like it's not happened yet, right? Like we can't create our. Own. It goes back to creating our, our own futures, though. With that stories, uh, let me tell you, like you are inspiring us, and I and I hope you're inspiring the, the listeners, the, the people that are watching this. Uh, to take action and to do because you are really showing that anything is really possible. Like what you said, like from a Absolutely. tiny screen in the other side of the world, you're impacting, you know, thousands of people on this other side of the world that they can create and, and then they will turn around and help many others. So yeah. we, we publishing have a mission and, you know, that, that mission is to, you know, for stories through, through the things that we do on a daily basis, then help the next person do the next step, yeah. right? Execute and it, do that. It's interesting, right? Because yesterday I received an email from one of the guests that we're bringing onto the podcast. He has really cool, a really, really cool business, but he hasn't been in too many podcasts, right? So he asked me, in your opinion, what does it make a good guest from a mediocre one? And the first thing I told him is they tell stories. They tell stories over just sharing facts. I mean, that's how, what, what you've been doing today all day. And thank you. And I also want to put up on, on my brother. Why he said, because, you know, the stories are such an important part of marketing, right? Because they create these beliefs. And we started with the hook on how to get high paying clients using organic marketing. And I'm sure, and, and I want to dig a little bit into this, but I'm sure one of those elements is embracing your, your vulnerability, right? And actually sharing yeah. these stories with people that allow you to connect in a deeper level. Absolutely. You know, um, it's not that I've learned this. I think it's, uh, uh, I came 
like my genes uh, coming from my dad. Uh, my dad, he's um, he used to be a school principal, and every time he wanted to explain something to me, or if he wants to like te- not teach me, if he wants to tell me anything, it has to be through a story. Uh, and he's he's now seventy seven years old, and until today he repeats the same stories. And I was like, Dad, I've <laughs> heard this for the hundred and tenth times, and he's like. <laughs> But it, but it enforces what I want to say. So it's okay if I repeat this. It enforces the what I want to share with you now. And it was uh, at the at the first time, like or at the beginning, I was like so annoyed because he's sharing the same story with me. And like my dad, please, like I know this. But uh, naturally, I realized that it was the easiest way for me to learn and to understand what he wanted for me to do or what he wanted to share with me and i also realized that it was the easiest way for me to communicate with uh, with others to explain it to them and let me tell you the the stories that you really fear sharing are the stories that you should be sharing because there are so many people out there thinking that their struggle is only for them, within them, they're the only people suffering from this. But when you're sharing such a story, you might find people who think that they're alone in this. And by sharing your story, you can inspire them, help them, and tell them that you're not alone. So the stories that you fear of telling yourself or sharing it with others are the exact stories that you should be sharing with others. And yeah. it's very, very powerful. Yeah. Incredible. Wow. Um well, with that and stories, I, I, I think we have some minutes left here, but I want to dive in on like why why you started the podcast, right? Because obviously we, we work with a lot, but we have our own podcast, obviously. Uh, you're listening to one and you're on mm-hmm. one. <laughs> but but like why why a platform, right? Why that podcast? And, and maybe that will cascade a little bit into the hook that we mentioned earlier, right? So well, is there, there a specific... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. There are many reasons. There are many reasons for starting a podcast. But the first reason, the number one reason, uh, it was an internal thing inside me. As I said, I had so many uh, insecurities and limiting beliefs, which is, um, again, as a girl coming from the Middle East and conditioned to believe my whole life that I... I'm not supposed to dream or think big or even share my voice. Like who would listen to me? Yeah. So these limiting beliefs inside me, regardless of what businesses do I have or whatever, like that I'm doing, but I, I had those limiting and limiting beliefs and insecurities inside me. And I felt that um, in order for me to grow out of this, I have to share my voice. And the easiest way for me is to, uh, do it through podcasting because I did not like videos. So videos for me is maybe I'm good at it. I don't know, but I don't like it. You are. I, you are nice. You're great at it. Yeah, just saying. We're putting, well, we're putting the life into the universe. You're great at it. Thank you. But, you know, like video takes a lot of things. I'm a very visual person. I like beautiful things. I like videos that are done properly. I like your background, for example. I'm hiding in uh, the guest room because there are so like 20 people inside my house. So (laughs) 
<laughs> for example, if I want to publish this, I wouldn't do it in this room, but I had to. So um, I overthink it when I do it uh, on videos. And I realized that that would stop me from showing or sharing my my message. And there should be another way. And when I knew that there is something called podcasting, which is me just talking and sharing my experience and talking to others, I found yeah. that this was the perfect platform where you can build your authority, share your message without, even if you're introvert and without having all the hassle of being good at video editing or having a, a, a nice background or studio or wearing makeup. Like if you notice, I've been doing this to my hair for like an hour and I don't like my hair, you know? So you can tell, <laughs> seriously. So Wait, podcasting- Ponce used to do that too. He had a long hair and that's yeah. why he's wearing a hat every day. So um, yeah, we solved it. Just put a hat on it. <laughs> I should maybe you know seriously I should I even join I joined those this life group uh um to to practice doing lives more and to practice doing it without makeup and just wearing a pajama just to try to break this anyways yeah. so I know the importance of publishing I know how important for me to share my message if I want to reach to many people and podcasting was yeah. one of the best an easiest way. And then I realized the power of podcasting. So I started it out of, you know, uh, as I said, to scatter or to kill this insecurity inside me. Yeah. But then I realized the power of it. I realized how beautiful it is because you get the chance to interview amazing people that you never uh, expect to speak to or to talk to. And, you know, uh, I realized even that the, the episodes that sometimes I, you're not in the mood. Sometimes it happens. You're not in the mood to yeah. like, speak to strangers, right? And, <laughs> uh, but I never missed an episode that I scheduled because I knew that that one episode that I would miss could be one of the best episodes that I would have. So, and that really happened with me. Some of the episodes that I was trying to avoid were some of the best episodes because those guests were like more than amazing. I learned so much from oh. them. It's a powerful tool. The podcast is a powerful tool for you personally as a speaker, as a host, um, to learn from others and it's like a free uh ticket to a top-notch university learning yeah. from other people so yeah incredible Th th wow. thank you for for that answer and you know we we agree 100 on our own everything that you said because and you know that's one of the many reasons of why we started the show and it allows us the opportunity to speak with wonderful people just like you and, and sharing these stories with with so many others um i think it's time to ask you about one action point like what is like what is something that and i think we can relate it to how to get high paying clients yeah. using organic marketing uh so like when tackling that what is like the number one thing that people need to do uh amazing so for me number one thing is to build a network to build real relationships with other people so what's happening in the online space because life is becoming virtual every day. It's easier to just send or press the like button, leave a comment or a text. And no, recently it's even the, 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 the comments are even automated and it sucks by the way. And it's really yes. obvious that it's automated. So yeah. life is becoming really virtual. And 
I had the chance to witness the two worlds, the offline world and the online world. So when I built, me and my husband, when we built our SaaS business, I consider it a real business because we had to go and speak with real people and to network with them and to uh, negotiate with them and to feel and see their body language and to learn a lot of uh, a lot about psychology and and how to speak with you with with real humans and and yeah. when I say real humans it's because people <laughs> online they're becoming like aliens seriously. And we noticed that the best clients that we had were the clients that we really build strong relationships with, where we yeah. help them yeah. first, where we uh, not try just to sell them, we try to help and to network with them in a more human way. And you can easily do this in the online world by building relationships. This is very, very important. Focus on building relationships. So that's why uh, podcasting is a very powerful tool where you can just immediately create this rapport with your guest and create a good network with top-notch influencers, let's say. And from there selling your services. That's why I created another Arabic podcast for our SaaS business, where I interview uh, CEOs of real estate companies um, to sell them eventually our uh, software. That uh, that interview, the 30-minute interview, secured for us more than $4 million in sales during the pandemic because it cut the cycle Instead of just going and trying to secure a meeting and, you know, when they know that you want to sell them something, they just even, you know, push you to the next year or maybe the secretary will just put you aside or no one will answer your calls or emails. But when you show people that you are interested in them and build, uh, again, in the podcast, you build immediate rapport with them. You shorten the life cycle of closing a deal from three months to 30 minutes. And this is what happened with us during the pandemic. So building relationships and publishing for sure was the one or let's say those are two things that helped me in all my businesses to um, generate clients, high paying clients. You need to create high engaging and uh, valuable content and at the same time build real relationship Uh, this will immediately just uh, put you in the top and you can close like as much as you want incredible Uh, you're you're a sister from another mother just saying (laughs) incredible thank you for sharing yeah thank you for sharing that this was amazing yeah we need more people sharing what you're doing on you know we have we have to get this to so many people like you said the tool is so powerful i related a lot with what you just said because when we first started was specifically me this was my thought i was like oh i'm gonna make money in the internet without having to talk to anybody that's definitely yeah yeah, and it was the wrong approach totally and throughout Mm -hmm. the years i've discovered that you know what it is actually the similar this is very similar of doing business in the real in the real world just through a different medium right now we have zoom that we can talk and we can connect with people yeah. on a face to face basis but 
building those relationships are key. And that's honestly, that has been one of the biggest lessons I've learned throughout the <laughs> years that we, we've been trying to, you know, grow biz bros is that we need to build these meaningful, real relationships and talk to people because if not, there's no way you're going to grow your business. It's going to become very, very difficult, if not impossible, to grow your business. And what you just described with the podcast, connecting with people of high influence and becoming friends with them and, you know, having the, their, their relationship, uh, you know, caring for the relationship That is exactly what we do with our podcast as well. You know, we're like, let's connect with the people that, you know, we can build potential partnerships as well. How awesome is that, right? Successful people. So thank you so much for bringing that to the table because that is extremely valuable for anybody that is listening that have a business and they haven't put that much emphasis on actually building real relationships. There's no better time to start than now, right? And, and reconnect with actually. To reconnect with people, the holidays is perfect because you can start sending them uh, letters or messages on, on wishing them a good holiday. And it's a good point to reconnect with them and start rebuilding those relationships. Yeah, incredible. Uh, Reem, last question. I know I know that you have visited in the house and they like, um, maybe it's that what you mentioned. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but where where will you be if you did not publish? Not publish? So where where will you be if you if you never published? Oh, I would be. I think I'd still be watching Netflix and playing with my cat and just, uh, I yeah, just waiting uh, because our SaaS businesses would be like doing well, but definitely I wouldn't be as happy as I am today. Definitely, like you know, publishing is what really created. Um, the 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 real me the 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 person that I always wanted to be that I thought that could never happen you know I never imagined that in in a year time in a year time that all of this could happen getting to speak with Dean with Randy Garn and to be part of their network um being coaching alongside Dean Graziosi and uh, winning an award and writing a book and All of this, like, seriously, if you tell me that a year before, like, I would definitely never believe that this happened. And um, this is just the start because I know the power of it and I know what's going to happen. And I cannot wait to see uh, what's going to happen, because as you said before, just being consistent with publishing uh I'm sure that the the situation is going to be totally, totally different. And without the power of publishing, as I said, I would be just thrown on my uh, couch watching Netflix and not doing anything useful mm -hmm. in my life. I'm just wondering, like, why, why am I here? Because that was yeah. this is what happened last year. This is what happened. I thought that life sucks. It's meaningless. It's cruel. And it's, you know, it's not about fame. It's not about wanting to be famous it's knowing the power that you really can be someone in this life and not just a number this is what really yeah. scared yeah. me this is what really scared me so no I want to be heard I want to be everywhere and if I can do it and I, I remember one last thing I remember when I was speaking to Elena Cardona and I asked her what is your number one um 
advice for entrepreneurs to accelerate their business success? And her answer was, I, I still remember it and repeat it always. She said, uh, promote or publish. Promote, yeah. promote, promote, promote. So in other words, publish, publish, publish. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Because she said, I my dream is to reach out to 7 billion people in the world. I know that this could be crazy number to reach out to the whole planet. But she said, why not? If I share it with you in Saudi Arabia, you might share it with others. And that means there's this. She believes in that. And she yeah. knows the power of publishing that this is what helped them build their empire. They did not start a long time ago. Uh They were almost bankrupt in 2008, and look at them. So, guys, believe in the power of publishing. It makes miracles. So, yeah. Incredible. Thank you so much wow. for sharing that. Again, another boost, not only for us, but everybody listening. Guys, if, if you haven't started publishing, this is the time. Do it now. And if you are, continue with the consistency. Uh, keep at it. Thank you so much for your message. Thank you much for your stories thank you so much for your time with us how can people find you how can people connect with you uh, where do you want to send them now to clubhouse guys please if you're an iphone yeah. user you have to go to clubhouse and you can find me at reem.karbat k-h-a-r-b-a-t it's the same handle for me on facebook instagram uh you can find me on my podcast um the Entrepreneur Accelerator podcast. So LinkedIn, the same handle. So I'm everywhere. Just type in my name, rwem.kharbat, and you'll find me whatever you want. Yeah. And we're going to leave all the links right in the description. So all you got to do is to scroll down and click and connect with, with RIM. Uh, we recently started the Clubhouse app as well. So we got accepted. So at least I did. Fonsi is not there. I, uh, I don't even know what Clubhouse is. <laughs> he doesn't even know is. what Clubhouse like, is. You're so missing Rim, out. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll be joining you in there and uh, and see what's, uh, what the fuzz is all about because we hear wonderful things. So we might have to do another episode just sharing your class experience, your thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm committing you at some point to to dive in into sure. that. Um, <laughs> and uh, Rim, again, thank you so much. Uh, Fonzie, anything you, else? No, I mean, I'm going to have to do my homework and see what Clubhouse <laughs> is to see if they can accept me in, the, in that too. In the, in the cool club. Yeah, they could. Uh, they, go, go, they go, 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 go. You're missing out a lot of amazing things. Russell Brunson was there and you can be just right next to him. So just go do it immediately. Go, 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 go. go. Right after this conversation. Thank you so yes. much, Reem. And with that being said, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BeastBrosCo. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, yeah. please yeah. don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye.